Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I don't know about you, but so many times I have been either the victim of pranks or I've played quite a few pranks myself down through the years. I think a good title of this one is, Oh No You Didn't. <laughs> well, some of the ones I've done actually were with some of the camps we did and a couple of them turned out really, really well. One of the common ones we did for many years on various camps that we had with wilderness camps here in New Jersey, even our backpacking camps out in Colorado. One of our favorite ones was what we called the smoke shifter. We would get uh, new campers and at night you're sitting around a fire and usually, you know, there is smoke going somewhere and usually you don't want to be the one sitting in the smoke. So smoke would start blowing to somebody, uh, one of us, it would usually be me say, well, wait, you know, uh, do we have the smoke shifter here with us? And one of the other leaders would be in on the prank and say, nah, we forgot it. And then I would say, you know what, though, we could just use a good stick. And so I would find a stick on the ground, maybe a foot and a half, maybe even two feet long, kind of straight. And then I would take it and I would put it in the fire and kind of stick it down in there. And the idea was, what we would just tell people is, point it the way you want the smoke to go. It just shifts the smoke that way. And it really seems like it works at first. I don't know why, but often when you put it down there, the smoke kind of goes that direction. And so we would have campers as they're sitting there and they're starting to play with it then. And suddenly the smoke would start going back towards them a little bit and they would get up and they would be adjusting this stick and they would grumble and complain. And sometimes we would sit there and say, well, you know, you're, you're probably, you probably need to turn that stick just a little bit. You see, there's a, there's a little knot right there and that's kind of blocking the smoke or, or you need to turn it that way. And, and there were some campers who would mess around with that smoke shifter stick for five minutes or more, trying to get the smoke to go the direction that they wanted it to go. Eventually, somebody would burst out laughing and everybody would know that it was just a joke. It was just a prank. You may want to try it on some unsuspecting soul yourself someday. It actually is pretty funny to see them trying to get the smoke going the way that they want it to go. Many of us have done snipe hunts down through the years. We did some at our camp in Colorado. Uh, it was a small group of campers always. Usually there were between 12 and 15 campers, not many people. And so when we were at the base camp, we would often have a snipe hunt. Now a snipe hunt, in case you don't know, is uh, looking for an imaginary animal. Actually, there is a snipe. It's a bird, I think, somewhere in North Africa. But we would just call these snipes as either we would make up something. It's either a small animal or a small bird, and they're very rare. But we'd seen a sign of them. We'd either seen tracks or we'd heard them. We would tell the campers, and we would go out and try to capture them. And we would make up all sorts of different things, how you can get close to a snipe. And you either have a little gunny sack or something, you have to catch them in. You have to make certain noises or click sticks together. And you have to walk through certain kinds of brush. 
and either clicking the sticks or making the noise to catch the snipe. If you've ever seen it, you realize that it is really a funny thing because here are these people out there clicking sticks, making some sort of funny noise, and rustling through the bushes trying to catch a snipe. And what we did in Colorado a couple of times is we had just a little piece of skin that we had in an old gunny sack. And I would hold it kind of in the dark there and say, here, I caught one. Here's kind of what it looks like. And, you know, in the dark, you can move it around. They can peer in there and everybody's, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. And then they go out there. And sometimes there would be people say, yeah, I saw one. I just missed it. And uh, they would just keep going and going. And it was very, very funny. Probably the best one I remember was at one of our camps in uh, New Jersey, in the um, wilderness camps that we did. We were at a place along the Delaware River in Pennsylvania for camp out, and we had a whole group of campers there. I suppose at the time, we probably had about 50 campers plus staff. I decided it would be a great place to do a snipe hunt. And so we set it up, and I had a couple of the leaders help me. I did not know at the time that most of the leaders had no idea that this was actually a prank of some sort. And so we're setting it up, and it's getting dark there. I'm starting to talk about different animals I'd seen, and and I have seen a lot. And so I'm just building things up, and then I start talking about, you know, this is really a good area for snipe. I think I've seen some tracks. I'm not sure. I think I'd heard one. So I start talking about snipes. And by then, I've told enough stories about real animals that they're all sitting there, right? Kind of on the edge of the bench or on their stool or whatever they're sitting on. And I say, you know what? Maybe we could catch one. And so, again, I build it up really big, and I tell them what to do. Some of them hitting sticks together. Some of them making a funny noise being really quiet and either we had uh, some little sacks or, or I said, you know, you could use even like your pillowcase or, and they start going out through all the woods there. They're going everywhere. And to me, one of the funniest parts was they're so sincere and they are trying so hard to capture one of these snipes and, and they're young enough. They really want to please me, I think. And the funny part was most of the leaders were right into it. They were out there too. They were out there snipe hunting. I was about to die laughing inside, but I really didn't say anything. And again, at that point, we had something uh, in, a, in a little bag that looked like, like something and we moved it around. And so I suppose they were out there for 45 minutes, maybe an hour, making all these sounds, clicking the sticks They would come and ask other questions, and I would kind of refine it for them and send them a different direction. And eventually, somebody wised up and said, I don't think there is such a thing as a snipe. And they all came in pretty disgusted with me at that point. You get a chance to try it. It's a good, good joke. One of the pranks I did was on one of our backpack trips in Colorado. We were going up a trail that was really, uh, it was really a rough, hard trail. Trees were down across it and we were having to cross trees and 
it was steep and we're going up the towards the Piedra and actually up to the uh, Continental Divide from that point. And we were strung out quite a long way. Some campers walk a lot faster. I tended to walk a whole lot faster. Uh, but there were three guys who were with me until we got to the place where I knew we were going to be camping. That's the place I had picked. We're sitting there waiting, but I got there just right by it. And these guys didn't know that we were anywhere near it. And I told them, you know what, I'm going to have you all go ahead and find the campsite. And I gave them directions. And this is exactly how you'll get to it. And I'm actually almost standing exactly on the place I want. So I tell them, so, so you need to go. And I pointed a direction. You need to go that, that way right there. Go for, count them exactly, 75 steps. And when you get the, after you count those 75 steps, there will be a, a tree right there, a pine tree right there. Well, of course, there's going to be a pine tree. There's pine trees everywhere. But that didn't click with them. And I said, when you get to that pine tree after those 75 steps, what you're going to do is you're going to turn to your left, not quite in 90 degrees, probably about 80 degrees to your left. And you're going to walk 81 steps, exactly 81 steps. And when you get there, you'll find another tree. It'll be right there. You'll recognize it. It's a nice big tree. Once you get there again, you're going to turn. It's going to be about a 45 degree angle back to your left. And you walk there and you're going to walk 78 steps. And when you get there, you're going to be right at the campsite. Well, they were all excited about that. They're sitting there and they're talking. And I don't know if you figured out what I'm doing there. I just sent them on a triangle. And so they're walking through the woods. Nobody else is around yet. None of the other campers have come up. And I can hear them counting their steps and making sure they're right. And then which tree is it and which degree. <laughs> and I could hear them the whole time. And here they come finally. And I can hear them counting, you know. <laughs> 71, 72, and they look up, and there I am, standing right there. Uh, I said, yep, you found it, guys. This is the campsite right where we had been standing. They were ready to shoot me at that point, but afterwards they did laugh. They did say, that, that was a pretty good one. That was a good one. Other things we did on camping trips, uh, one time I had uh, my brother-in-law, Tom. He was one of my leaders. And uh, we would do little things to each other, you know, just as friends do. One night, I forget, he had done something to me. And so I was going to get even. And we camped by a little place. And there was just a little stream uh, just real near. And Tom set up his tent. He was in a single tent, I believe. So everything set up later that night. I very carefully went out there and I diverted that little stream just enough that it went underneath his tent. He spent the whole night there with his own little waterbed and couldn't figure out the next morning, woke up, everything was wet, and he couldn't figure out why until he saw that stream that he'd been sleeping on all night. I felt like I got even for whatever it was he'd done to me. And again, it may have been a little bit mean. It actually was pretty funny, and he actually laughed afterwards. Maybe not right on the time. 
one of the things that campers would do is, you know, there's everything from trying to sneak a rock into somebody's backpack, which, you know, if you've been on those trips with people, you always check your backpack, make sure you're not carrying some extra weight. But one was at our base camp. We had uh, one of the things we did, we, we taught several survival skills. And one of the things we taught was how to make a shelter. And so the day was spent making the shelter, and then they were to spend the night in that shelter, no matter what the weather was like. And in Colorado, up in the mountains, the chances of rain are pretty good. So you want to usually make sure you make a really pretty good shelter. There was one time we had a group of girls with us. It was, I think it was just three girls. And then I forget how many guys, several guys. The girls were all making their lean-to together. I'm not kidding when I say it was probably the worst lean-to I've ever seen in my life. And they just laughed because it was beautiful weather. And they they told me, they said, you know what? We're going to just sleep out in this field out here tonight. And I said, well, that's okay. You didn't do very well on your shelter, but that's okay. Well, the guys had been working very hard on their shelters. I think they had uh, two or three of them and they did really a good job and they were going to spend the night there. And they had decided, as campers often do, is that they were going to go and scare the girls that night. I was still at the camp. Anne and I were there with uh, uh, the kids who were really young then at that point, our kids. The boys went out and they went to the girls' lean-to. They knew where it was and nobody was there. And it, it was a mess. It looked like nothing had happened, maybe partly fallen in. I didn't know anything about it. I was asleep. Next thing I knew, I woke up and there's a couple of campers saying, Jim, Jim, the girls are gone. Somebody's taken the girls. I knew where the girls were. They had told me where they were going to be. I just was not as sympathetic. I said, guys, you know, I, I think they're probably okay. And they said, no, no. And then one of the guys, Chuck, he lived in the area. Chuck was really a good friend, but he said, Jim, I know. He said, I know people that would do this. And I finally said, you know what I would do? I would just go back. I think the girls are fine. Well, they spent, I don't know how much time looking for the girls. They were up most of the night trying to find the girls. They never could find them. They were furious with me that I wouldn't go up and start hunting with them because I knew where the girls were, but I didn't say anything. Later, the girls said the guys walked right by them several times within a few feet of them out in that open field and never saw them. And the girls would just lay there real quietly. Finally, the next morning, the guys walk in where we're eating for breakfast. They are all really angry. The girls are laughing and I'm trying not to laugh too hard. The girls had pranked the guys really well. They were just out in the middle of the field and enjoying sleeping out of doors. <laughs> the guys finally got over it. Later on that same trip, Chuck had decided he was going to get even with the girls and we were up on the Pine River on our backpack trip at that point, and it's a place where we stayed many times. There's a little waterfall there. It's really a nice little campground, uh, often a very favorite place for all of us to stay. Everybody went to bed that night. You know, the tents are all spread out, and the girls are over on one side, and I'm almost 
all ready to go to sleep. And suddenly I hear this noise. It's sort of like a growl. And it's moving around. And I looked out, and there was Chuck. He was sneaking around the girl's tent, growling like he thought it was a bear. Finally, one of the girls pipes up from the tent and says, Chuck, are you okay? Sounds like you got something caught in your throat. <laughs> I had to laugh so hard because I've never seen anybody so dejected. You could just see Chuck's shoulders just slump, and he just walked back to his tent and crawled back in. The girls won that round. The girls won the pranks for that whole camp. There were a few other things we did. There were always funny and things that we did to each other when we had our camps in Maine with the youth group from the church here in New Jersey. We stayed in cabins, but guys would always try to prank the girls. Girls would always try to prank the guys. And I'll probably tell about those another time, but they were really good stories and, and lots of fun. Having pranks is a good way to probably get yourself in trouble, but it's also a really a good way just to build camaraderie. As long as you don't get mad, as long as you don't take it too seriously, as long as you don't damage property or injure somebody, they can turn out to be pretty good. I've got a couple others I'll tell another time about pranks that we did. Right now, hope you've enjoyed Cowboy Jim's stories around the campfire. Don't forget that we have some merchandise online that you can get with uh, shirts that say Cowboy Jim's stories around the campfire. We'll see you next time.